Byron Morrison was stuck, overweight, burnt out, and in a job that was killing him. He was lost, and the biggest stumbling block in the way of his success was himself. Have you ever felt that way? You do not want to miss Byron's interview today. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Grant. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Byron Morrison is the author of Maybe You Should Give Up. Over the last decade, he has helped many people in 15 countries to get out of their own way and take control of their lives. Welcome, Byron. Hey, thanks for having me on the show today. You know, I, when I read the title of your book, I read it twice, and I think probably a lot of people do because I love those kind of statements. So it's perfect, it got my attention. So let's start with your story, a little bit of your background. You were stuck, tell us about that. Yeah, so my journey that got me to where I am today really started a little bit over a decade ago. Um, at that point in my life, I was not in a good place. I was overweight, I was struggling with confidence, I was burnt out and in a job that was killing me. And every single day was just this battle to get through. And then my dad got cancer and during his treatment he had most of his bowel surgically removed he spent 25 days in icu uh, mm. most on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy and luckily he pulled through something i'm eternally grateful for but that for me was the wake-up call that something had to change mm -hmm. and i wish i could sit here and say that overnight everything turned around but <laughs> for the next couple of years i felt like i was taking one step forward and two steps back i was constantly sabotaging everything from my health to my relationships my professional success and it was only when i started learning about psychology and mindset and why we behave the way that we do that i realized that the biggest barrier in the way was myself it was that negative yeah. voice that was causing mm -hmm. me to doubt myself, to overthink, to avoid the actions I knew I needed to take to create the life that I wanted. It was only when I changed the way that I thought that I could then change my life. Now, you didn't just change your life, but you're going to help others change theirs. So what motivated you to do that? After the journey, um, after my dad's cancer, part of the what I did along the way was I realized if I wanted to change, I needed to learn how to learn how to do it properly so i became a student of everything from mindset to nutrition changing behaviors and everything else in between determined to figure out how to get my own life on track once i did i saw so many other people who were struggling like i was and that was why i wanted to take everything that i learned and went to be the foundation of my first best-selling book um, since then i've been fortunate now to work with people in 15 different countries i've mm. written four books and my focus has been on helping as many people as possible who are struggling like i was turn their life around 
because that's the big driving force for me. It's wanting to help others who was where I was and to show them actually you can take control of your life. And how do you do this? Do you do this strictly through your books or do you coach? It's a mixture. So I, with my books, with the coaching, with the courses, and then the next big thing that we're going to be launching off the back of this book is I'm going to start the speaking aspect of my work as well. So that's something we've doubled with a bit in the past, but that's going to be a big focus going forward. Okay, so let's get into it. I want to hear what you have to share. So how do we get out of our own way and take control of our lives? Give, give us a little bit. So the first thing we need to do is figure out why someone's actually stuck. Because what I'd want anyone listening to us right now to understand is the reason why you get in your own way is all down to the way that your brain's been programmed. You see, your unconscious mind has been wired for quantity of life. And what that means is it's its job to keep you alive for as long as possible. And this is why it's programmed in a way that it wants to survive. It doesn't want to thrive. It wants to keep everything the same, the same types of relationships, the same amount of weight on your body, the same amount of wealth, happiness, and joy. It wants to keep everything the same because everything in your past has been survived. Whereas your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, they're all new, meaning they bring with them an inherent risk. And this is why whenever you want to start taking action on turning your life around, your unconscious mind panics because it's like, what if things go wrong? What if it can't keep you safe? This is why it fills your head with all of these doubts and fears and negative thoughts because it wants to keep you where you are. This is why it causes you to procrastinate and avoid the actions you need to take. And this is why you're never going to change your life until you actually change the way that you think. So why do most people never achieve their goals? How can you help us understand that? Yeah, so based on what I just told you of the way that your unconscious mind wants to keep you stuck, what most people don't realize is that what made you who you are today isn't going to help you become who you're meant to be tomorrow. Mm. And that's why, if anything, your current habits, your behaviors, your way of doing things that got you to where you are isn't going to get you to that next level of success. And that's why you have to really recognize that every new level of success is going to require a new level of you. And that's why anyone listening to this right now, if you're struggling to make progress, you need to look at your vision of the life you want to create and ask yourself, who's the version of you that turned that into reality? And what did they do in order to get there? Because then you can start breaking it down and you can think about, okay, what habits do you need to develop? What behaviors do you need to create? What non-negotiables did that person follow through with every day that got them to where they are? That's really going to give you an overview of, okay, this is the new identity you need to take on to become that next level version of yourself. And then when it takes time to following through with your goals, you have to ask yourself, what would the version of you do right now? Would they procrastinate? Would they put it off? Or would they follow through even if they don't want to? When you start making actions and decisions as the version of you that you want to become, that's when the entire game will change for you. And obviously you've seen it happen, not just in yourself. Yeah, it's something that I do with every single client and every single person I've worked with because it's incredibly empowering because so many people struggle to change because they rely on motivation or mm-hmm, willpower mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hoping they can follow through. And that is never going to lead to any real progress. And that's why if you're in a situation whether you need to have a difficult conversation, you need to hit the gym, you need to work on mm. that project, you need to ask yourself, what would the person I want to become do right now? And then push yourself to take that action. Because that takes the way that you feel and what you want to do out of the equation. And it forces you to then start pushing yourself to take actions that will actually get you the results that you want. And that's also going to build your confidence. It's going to help you create momentum. And it's going to move you close towards where you want to be. I know that it's easy to sabotage ourselves. And I want you to address that. Now, 
the other side of that is we, I think, often see how others sabotage themselves, but we don't recognize it in ourselves, correct? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's really easy to see when other people are making mistakes right. or to point out the where they have shortcomings. But this is for me why it's so important to really take a moment to mentally just slow down and process what's going on. You really need to bring into your awareness the actions you're taking every single day. Because if they're not in alignment with your goals and where you're trying to get to, that's really where you can, it's a big red flag that you're actually the stumbling block in your own way. So you really need to, whenever thing, so you're going against what you know you should be doing, when you're procrastinating, when you're avoiding what needs to get done, you have to stop and ask yourself, what is going on here? Why am I feeling this way? What am I putting off? Why am I not following through? Developing that awareness is going to be the first step towards making any change. And then from there, you then need to figure out, okay, what is it that I actually need to do here? Why am I not facing this? Because a lot of the time, it's going to be fear. It's going to be because you're comparing yourself to others. It's going to be because you're putting off the things you need to do. So recognizing it is the first thing. And then you need to figure out what you action do you actually need to take. That's in a nutshell, and I sincerely appreciate that. I know you have a lot more that you're going to share with us, including your book. We're just going to take a short 15-second break, and then we'll be right back. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering, or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. What are some of the hurdles to achieving what people want to achieve? Would fear be one of those? Fear of failure, perhaps? Yeah, so from the work I've done of working with people in so many different countries, the biggest barrier I've seen in the way of most people's success is fear. It's that sabotaging voice that causes them to doubt themselves, to put things off and avoid the actions they need to take whether it's failure, rejection, not being good enough, that fear a lot of the time can be so overwhelming that it paralyzes us and stops us from following through. And this is why if you don't learn to face your fears and overcome them, you're never going to reach your potential because fear is always going to be the thing holding you back. I think this is something that affects all aspects of our life, not just our financial success or um, career success. Would you not agree? 100% like fear comes into everything from relationships to launching that business to going to that fitness class or engaging a new hobby it's really can come into anything that we're doing and sometimes we don't even realize that the reason why we're putting it off is because we're afraid and that's why for me it's so important for people to understand that the life that they want to be living is on the other side of that fear but until they start putting themselves in situations to face it they're just going to stay stuck and never see who they can become. I love that. The Other Side of Fear. There's a book title. <laughs> but yeah, there's, like, I'd love to share like one of my favorite strategies for yes. overcoming fear. That yes. will be so powerful for anyone listening. Because part of the problem why we have fear is we focus so much on what could go wrong that 
it keeps us stuck in our own mm-hmm. head and we don't follow through. And that's why one of my favorite ways is to reframe it. And instead of focusing on what could go wrong, you have to start focusing on what are you going to miss out on if you don't go after it? What's going to happen if you reach the end of your days, never go, having gone after your dreams and looking back filled with regret? What's going to happen if you reach the end of the month and your procrastination in your business means you can't provide for your family? What if you don't launch that business and you can't help people and make a difference in the world? When you figure out what drives you and what's going to be more painful for you not to do it, then it becomes so much easier to follow through because suddenly it's more painful not to take action than it is over the fear of what could go wrong. So it's all about figuring out what's that fear, what's holding you back, and how do you tip the scale in the other direction to push you to follow through? Now, can most people do that on their own, or is this part of what you are showing them in your book, which is maybe you should give up? And is your book a type of guide in that respect? Yeah, so this is um, covered in chapter number two, and the book is written in a way that it's meant to be a guide to help someone break through the barriers that are holding them back. Because what I discovered is there are seven mental blocks that every single one of us struggle with in one way or another, whether that's fear, comparing ourselves to others, being too hard on ourselves, or even putting off our happiness. These seven mental barriers keep us stuck and stop us from living the life that we want. And that's why the book's written as a counterintuitive guide to help someone go through this journey of breaking through these barriers one at a time to get to them to a point where they can finally get out of their own way and take control of their life. What are the other barriers? You said seven. Yeah, so the first one's reacting to the world around you. Is if you're constantly spending your life in a reactive state where life is happening to you, there's no way you're going to show up as the best version of yourself. The hmm. second one, as we've already discussed, is fear. It's allowing that sabotaging voice to hold you back. Uh, the third one is short-term thinking. So it's when you make decisions on what you want in the moment, whether it's pleasure or comfort or protection, a lot of the time that's going to come at the expense of what you want most. Um, The fourth one is worrying about problems that haven't happened yet. So it's building (laughs) up all these issues in your head. So you're just constantly putting yourself through all the stress and overwhelm that causes you to just spend your life on a roller coaster ride of ups and downs. The fifth one is comparing yourself to others. Um, The sixth one is something I think we can all relate to, which is being too hard on yourself which while that's a great motivator, it's never going to lead to any real happiness. And then that takes us to the final one, where it's about taking the reader through this journey of breaking through everything in their way so that they can finally start prioritizing their happiness. You've had quite a success rate. Tell us a little bit about that and maybe some feedback. Yeah, so at this point, I've been fortunate now to work with everything from CEOs running billion-dollar companies to executives, corporate professionals. And even when I started out, it was a lot of just um, people at the start of their journey. So it's given me such a wide experience and overview of working with people from so many different backgrounds to really understand why we think and behave the way that we do. So that's really why over the last decade, I've been able to refine and figure out my process to help someone get out of their own head and take control of their life. And you also mentioned that you have other books. Are they all on the same vein? Yeah, so my first book was called Become a Better You. And that was all about um, nutrition and losing weight and living a healthier life. So that was my first legacy project of wanting to pass on what I learned after my own journey of transformation. Um, In that time since then, I've written two other books. One's called The Effect of CEO and one's called Think Like a CEO. Um, They're very much more based on the work that I do with clients 
And then the new book, Maybe You Should Give Up, is very much building on the first book because after working with so many different people, I saw that people know what to do, but they don't follow through. And it was really figuring out, okay, why do people sabotage themselves? So this is very much building on the first book of going more into the mindset aspect to get someone to a point where they can actually start taking the actions they need to take in their life. So what do you think is the big difference here between this book and so many others that will help people make those changes and stick to it? So the big thing for me is all about how do you get someone lasting change because anyone can make changes in their life for 90 days. But the testament to me is still making sure it's someone sticking to it five years from now. Mm-hmm. And the way that we approach that is to firstly get to the root cause of the problem. It's figuring out why is someone not sticking to something and following through. And then from there, it's all about developing healthy habits and routines and behaviors that aren't going to be rushed overnight. It's all about getting someone to a point where they can stay consistency and build a life that is actually the life that they want. It's not them going into it with a short-term mentality of, I'm going to do this for a couple of weeks to lose some weight. Instead, it's all about them looking at, okay, this Mm. is the vision of the life I want to create in everything from their relationships to their health, their career or business, whatever it is they want to achieve, and then giving them the tools and the mindset to actually build that reality. So that's the real difference because it's tackling on a subconscious level the things that are holding them back that in the past would have meant they wouldn't have got results they could stick to. What I find interesting is that you'd mentioned earlier that you wrote a couple books for CEOs who run billion dollar companies. You would think that the average person would think that they've already arrived. So why are people like that coming to you for help? Because everyone's human and we every single one of us, whether it's someone running a billion dollar company or someone at the start of their uh, career has mental problems where they compare themselves to others, mm. where they have fear coming up in their life, where they overthink and they doubt themselves. Just because someone's been successful doesn't mean they don't, they don't struggle with these challenges. Right. And that's really why it's about understanding that what's actually going on here. And that's why I love the seven blocks in the book, because it's something, whether it is a CEO running a billion dollar company or a stay-at-home mother, they're going to still be able to take things out of it that they're struggling with because every single person across the board deals with these challenges. We all compare ourselves to others. We're all too hard on ourselves. We all put off the things that are going to bring happiness and joy into our life. And that's why they get such a powerful message that regardless of where someone's at in their journey, it's going to help them actually start taking control of the life they want. Oh, I appreciated that. Thank you so much. That was an excellent summary. But is there anything else? So is there any final advice that you can give in summary for someone who may be listening and feels stuck? So one of the big lessons I learned after my own journey and my dad's cancer and everything that we went through is that the harsh reality is far too many people are going to wake up at 65. They're going to look back at the life that they could have lived and they're going to be thinking, what if? And that's why the one thing that terrifies me far more than failure, than rejection, than not getting it right, is regret. And that's what I'd encourage anyone listening to this right now. You have to start putting yourself out there there and going after what you want. Because when all is said and done, you don't want to look back on the life that you could have lived. And it's going to be too late to do things differently. And that's why you have to realize you're never more than one decision away from a completely different life. And that if you're stuck right now, 
please take this as a sign that you have to do something different. Start putting yourself out there. Give yourself permission to fail, to make mistakes, to figure out what you actually want. Because what I don't want you to do is reach the end of your days regretting the things that you didn't do. And when you realize that and you start looking at your end of your days and you start thinking about what am I going to wish that I had done differently and start putting yourself to face that, that's when you can start changing your life for the better. Great. And I love what you said. One decision away to living a different life. And I also think that that possibly helps people realize that these are baby steps, right? It's not just one. all of a sudden you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to go through your book and everything is going to be different. You're doing it one step at a time. That's the exact thing that I always say to people is like, you've got to take it slowly. Like life may be short, but it's also very long. And so often people are in such a rush to get there that they overlook everything that happens along the way. And that's why happiness doesn't come from achievement somewhere in the future. Instead, it comes from the journey and the journey takes place in the present. And when you start focusing on baby steps and building momentum and your confidence goes up, that's how you can actually make changes that you can stick to long term. I think that people need to listen to this more than once and they need to go to your website, which we will have in the show notes and also your books, because you have so much to offer. And everybody, like you said, everybody needs to hear this. Everybody wants to bring change. It doesn't matter if you're running a billion dollar company or if you're a stay at home mom. So again, I thank you for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.